In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, we consecrate this entire retreat and each reflection to your most sacred heart. Through the Immaculate Heart of our Most Holy Mother. Our Blessed Mother, receive us into your cloister. Allow me to disappear so that it is you that is guiding and forming each of us. Saint Joseph, and Jose from heaven, united to the angels and saints, protect us and defend us from any attacks from Satan. Let this retreat be all that you desire, our beloved spouse. For the glory of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the salvation of countless souls. Amen. I found a prayer for the handmaids, which I thought was significant for us, given by Our Lady in Abaquita. And this is what she said. Pray in reparation for the sins of men. Each person in this community is my irreplaceable daughter. Do you say well the prayer of the handmaids of the Eucharist? Then let us pray it together. This is the prayer. Most sacred heart of Jesus, truly present in the Holy Eucharist, I consecrate my body and soul to be entirely one with your heart, being sacrificed at every instant on all the altars of the world and giving praise to the Father, pleading for the coming of his kingdom. Please receive this humble offering of myself. Use me as you will for the glory of the Father and the salvation of souls. Most Holy Mother of God, never let me be separated from your divine Son. Please defend and protect me as your special child. Amen. I think it's really beautiful that there is a convent somewhere in Japan, the handmaids of the Eucharist, and we are now united with them. This is the beauty of what our beloved God does with us. So I'd like to begin the first reflection with a message that our Blessed Mother brought us, the Mothers of the Cross, on the Feast of the Assumption, August 15th, 2023. I saved this message to give it to you for the first time on this retreat. And I ask all of you to ponder it carefully Throughout this entire weekend, Mary said, I am God's queen mother, for I was chosen from the beginning of time to be the new Eve and bring into the world the new Adam to break the bondage of slavery brought to mankind from the disobedience of Adam and Eve. This is the love of our Father. 
you have come to know the love and goodness of our Father through your humility to listen and obey the voice of my Son. This obedience to him has purchased for you the knowledge of Abba's love. This knowledge is new life. The knowledge of the Father and his love through your participation in the sufferings of my son has purchased for you the title of my maiden of the cloister of my immaculate heart. This privilege is given to few women by the father, but it is being given to you and the mothers of the cross following you as God's chosen one. Enter with the mothers of the cross, my cloister, and choose to remain as one with me, suffering my son's interior martyrdom, which continues in his Eucharistic presence on earth. The cloister is only reserved for the women and men who choose to remain in the sorrows of my son's sacred heart because humanity continues to not give glory to Abba by loving him with all their hearts, souls, and might. Jesus came to earth to reveal the goodness and love of our Father through his life, death, and resurrection. Yet humanity continues to reject this gift purchased for all through the pouring out of his precious blood and leaving you the gift of the Holy Spirit through all the sacraments of the church. My maidens are called to remain in the sorrows of God through his son as one with me to repair such a great offense to our good God. These maidens of reparation and consolation lived in my solitude will be blessed by God with the crown of great glory reserved in heaven for the few on earth who respond to this invitation. Bring this invitation to all the mothers of the cross. But before they each give their fiat, they must promise to live silence, the prayer of remaining in God's sorrows, simplicity, poverty of spirit, and perfect obedience to me as your queen mother and mother of God. Go in peace and know that I await each of you in heaven for the glory of God. End of message. There's a lot here. But I think we need to enter great joy. On Sunday's gospel of the wedding banquet, Matthew chapter 22, where God invites all to the wedding banquet. And the last line of that gospel was, many are invited, but few are chosen. My sisters, God has chosen us. 
I cry of joy. We, in our misery, but each of us have responded. And we slowly have allowed God to purify us more and more as his little victim souls. And God has chosen us. Mary says, Do you have a Kleenex? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't see. Thank you. Mary says, This privilege is given to few women by the Father, but it is being given to you and the mothers of the cross. Imagine, it's a privilege that the Father, Ava, our Father, has chosen us to become this new title, the Maidens of the Cloister of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. It says, it's only reserved for those of us that choose to remain, you're going to see throughout this weekend how important this word has been for us from the beginning of our foundation to remain in the sorrows of my son's sacred heart. At the end, Our Lady is telling us that before any of us Make the promise. There is a condition. And she lists five specific things. Silence. Remaining in the sorrows of God. Simplicity. The spirit of poverty. And obedience to our Queen Mother. I sent you for 40 days of preparation. That is why I sent you all the teachings on remaining in the sorrows and the poverty. Because I knew I could not cover all of this in a weekend. So I had you for 40 days preparing with those two specific ones. So in this retreat, I'm going to focus Friday and Saturday on silence and end with simplicity. Okay. Tonight, I'd like to enter deeper with you the meaning of maidens. And the more I researched what it means to be a maiden, the more excited I was. So I'm going to share what I discovered with you. First of all, The definition of a maiden, exclusively devoted to a deity or to some religious ceremony or use, wholly consecrated. That means God is expecting us to be exclusively devoted as one with Mary to our beloved Jesus crucified. Mary, in Luke chapter 1, verse 38, says, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Handmaid of the Lord means Mary's fiat was spoken from the heart. In a biblical context, Heart refers to our center, the core of each one of us, the place where our deepest identity is rooted and from which our fundamental choices about life are made. In the original languages, the words in Holy Scripture, which are translated into the English word Holy means set apart or consecrated. 
That means, my sisters, God is setting us apart for a specific mission and identity in the cloister of Mary's heart. He is asking us through the simple path to union he has given us to become a total gift of self back to him through Christ with Mary. They refer to people or things that are totally given over to God and his worship. That's why he says to us, this privilege, which means the title of my maidens of the cloister of my immaculate heart, is given to few women by the father, but it is being given to you and the mothers of the cross. Conversion begins when we say our own fiat with our words and our deeds. It introduces to us a new and dynamic way of living with God and in God. That is what's happened to each of us when we gave our fiat to be God's hidden victim souls. We entered a deeper conversion and a new and dynamic way of living has been growing in each of us. As we lose ourselves in him, we find ourselves again made new and completed. This holy exchange, our life for his, is the essence of the spiritual journey. That's why the Lord says, only my victim souls can truly be transformed on earth because it's only souls that are willing to give everything on earth to die to ourselves that can rise with Christ to the new men and women of the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. It is not about power, but powerlessness. It is not about increase, but decrease. It is not about becoming greater, but about becoming smaller. In short, true spirituality is about surrender. Mary, in her selflessness, was open to the angel's visit and the message the Lord spoke through him. She recognized who was speaking. She listened, received, and responded. Those, my sisters, are the three keys to silence. Listening, receiving, and responding. In so doing, she demonstrated the framework of all authentic spirituality. God initiates a relationship and we respond in surrender to him by saying yes through our own fiat, we are set apart, consecrated, made holy. We become servants of the Lord. Yet just like Mary, our fiat is not a one-time response. It requires a daily living out this yes. Now, Abba is preparing the mothers of the cross to give another fiat to his invitation to become the maidens of the cloister of the Immaculate Heart. And this too will require our listening, receiving, and responding. This encounter, this retreat, is God's work 
in preparing our feminine hearts united with Mary to respond with great generosity as Mary did. Mary's Magnificat, given to us in chapter one of Luke, Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. My sisters, those words should be in our hearts and in our prayer, lifting up to God continuously. My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. Yes, Jesus has looked at us with great mercy upon our misery. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. We thank you, Jesus and Mary, for all you've done in us. For all you've been healing, delivering, transforming in us. Making us more and more the image and likeness of our most holy mother. We praise you and we thank you, our good God. What mercy you have given us. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his posterity forever. Amen. A handmaid is someone who does the will of God. Our Blessed Mother said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Handmaids were the lowliest of household servants, trained to respond to the slightest movement of their mistress's hands and to be a hand ready to serve at a moment's notice. Remember that, my sisters, they were the lowliest of the household servants. That's who we are called to be. Luke uses the word to describe Mary to emphasize her humility and alertness to God's prompts. Mary's response to the angel's message begins with the word behold. The equivalent of the phrase used by the prophets when called, here I am. Her ascent is open-ended and absolute. So I'm going to go through this beautiful steps on how to be a handmaid of the Lord. To get a deeper understanding of what her fiat, her yes entitled, and what happens when we say yes to God, we need to look at the word handmaid. What did she mean by that? We already know that it is set apart, holy, but it means to assist. I want you all to remember one key phrase for us as the maidens. We're called to assist, not insist. This is really important. This means assist. Not take charge of, not become the savior of, not be such a good priest 
or lay minister or religious brother, sister, that people admire you and give you the credit for a job well done. Let's consider how Mary modeled the assistance job. We're assistants first and foremost. To willingly become someone's handmaid requires great trust in the person, God, who is going to be the master. As Pope John Paul the Great wrote in his encyclical letter, Redemptorist Matter, paragraph 13, Mary uttered this fiat in faith. In faith, she entrusted herself to God without reserve and devoted herself totally as the handmaid of the Lord to the person and work of her son. So the first condition is total trust in our God. That's why our Blessed Mother in the message to us says, you've come to know the goodness and love of the Father through your participation in his sacrifice of love. We can never be victim souls, holy handmaids, without coming to experience in the depth of our soul, the goodness and the love of Abba. Number two, Mary left the consequences of her yes in God's hands. She did not make her yes conditional. As in, okay, Archangel Gabe, but only if you explain to Joseph why I'm pregnant and he's not the father. Or just make sure the town folks don't stone me to death (laughs) or even criticize me for getting pregnant without Joseph. Think about these things. Letting go of our conditions, my sister, come to light once we've made our fiat. Think about it. When we each made, and those of us that have made our covenant, we said yes. In the process of the beautiful, simple path God's given us, we have come to recognize all the conditions we place in our heart. Like, yes, I'll be your victim soul, but I really don't want to live through this. And little by little, we go giving him and letting go of each and every condition so that more and more our fiat in Mary's becomes pure and total. I'll go on to three. She made a complete commitment to align herself with God. He was free to do with her as he willed. She did not second guess him, nor did she offer her own opinion about where the baby should be born or what should be done with the animals or what kind of visitors they should get. This is what it means to be an extension of God's hand. We are not the hand. We are not God. Number four, by choosing to say yes, she opened herself to receive all the help she would ever need from God to fulfill her vocation. It was not Mary who convinced Joseph to go through with the marriage instead of divorcing her. It was God who sent Joseph an angel in a dream. And here is where we have to see all the areas in our life that we insist on our ways. That we keep pushing and insisting for things to be done or people to change according to our time, according to our plan. And the maidens have to become the assistants of God, waiting and trusting completely in him. Number five, 
Her consent came from true humility, the same kind of humility that her son would have in consenting to the crucifixion. Such willingness lets go of all desire for self-comfort and personal gain. It is a total giving of self, an altruism that comes from knowing that God's goodness is far greater than our own best efforts. Letting go of all our our desires for self-comfort and personal gain. That's where poverty comes in. Think about this, my sister. How many of you came into the retreat and were maybe not happy with which house you got to go to or not fully content, something was uncomfortable for you. And there was that uneasiness, that complaining. It's a part of all of us. And becoming a handmaid is such a maturity as women. And that's why this Mary mentions the spirit of poverty. Think of Mary as a woman as a mother, when she goes into the stable to give birth, the cold, the heat, the smell, gross, you know, dirty. Do you, can you hear Mary complaining? That's why she's the handmaid. She looks and she totally trusts God. Thank you, my Lord. And The Lord is going to, if we're attentive as we move through this weekend on silence, we're going to constantly be exposed in our hearts to all these attachments we have. All our attachments to comfort, all the little complainings we do, all of that little by little has to be purified in each of us. Number six. Being the Lord's assistant is a partnership with the Holy Spirit, who is the handmaid or servant of the other two members of the Blessed Trinity in carrying out all the divine operations. The transformation of Mary's yes into an actual pregnancy required the servanthood of the Holy Spirit. Mary cooperated with the Holy Spirit by her obedience, faith, hope, and burning charity in the Savior's work of restoring supernatural life to souls. A good handmaid is more than just an obedient servant. Faith, hope, and love provide the motivation in union with the Holy Spirit. What did the Lord teach us? On April 3rd, 2023, Monday of Holy Week, Jesus said to us, My light will shine in the darkness. How is this possible? Because my light is love. The love that lays itself down for its enemies. I am he who comes to die for you so that you may have life. All darkness is pierced and conquered by my light. Satan's darkness has spread and penetrated the world and my church because God's people do not possess my light. God's people have become drunk with the passions of the flesh and world and therefore The power of my light has been dimmed in many and extinguished in others. Yet God in his infinite mercy is raising his saints for these end times. Now listen carefully. Jesus defines his saints of these times. His saints are my victims of love who have chosen to love me above all else, to walk with me the narrow path of my passion, 
and to remain with me in the sorrows of life, suffering as one with me, with perfect faith, hope, and love. These few men and women possess my light, and it is through them that God will conquer the darkness, and I will be glorified on earth as I am in heaven. Persevere in silence and prayer, listening to the voice of God, forming and guiding you as his holy warriors for these end times. Silence and the prayer of listening, my sisters, one with Mary. He goes on to say, believe my children, believe that my light that is consuming you will pierce all darkness through your perseverance to love as one with me, the enemies of God. The Lord has been forming us through the simple path in choosing to love those most difficult to love in our lives. How will we ever be able to lay down our life for our enemies if we still cannot come to love those most difficult to love in our lives. Sometimes it can be our spouses. Sometimes it can be our children, a mother, a father, a community member. All of us have been given at least one person in our lives that is the most difficult person to love. And it is through that person that is the gift of God for each of us to expand our hearts and purify us in love. He ends by saying, continue to pray this Holy Week for extraordinary faith, hope, and love. And God's plan of salvation will be fulfilled through you. My sisters, this weekend we have to receive with Mary, these words, these promises God's been making us. How could Mary endure the darkness, the evil, the chaos, the hatred of the passion in that calm dignity? Because in the midst of that horror, Mary knew the goal, the promise was in her heart. It's the same with us. As the world enters greater chaos, and we enter what Israel is suffering, what Ukraine is suffering, and we enter total chaos in our lives, will we be able to remember the promises God has made. The goal must always be before our eyes. The maidens must always have these promises ingrained in our hearts as Mary did. Jesus prepared her for the ultimate sacrifice. She was prepared. And the Lord is preparing us now in the cloister of Mary's heart to be these victim souls, to bring forth the new dawn for the church and the world. This is who we are. The seventh point of a handmaid. Giving consent meant not only allowing God to do things to her, but also doing things for God. As his handmaid, she put herself into the position of being done unto. He did not order her around or abuse this position in any way, but he did put her in some very difficult situations. Certainly, it was not easy traveling on a donkey to Bethlehem in the last month of pregnancy. 
giving birth in a chilly, dirty stable without her mother's help was probably not the way she had imagined this special moment would be. And fleeing to Egypt instead of returning home with the baby was a very disappointing and challenging time. Yet she let God do this to her because she had meant it when she said she'd be his handmaid. At the same time, she was doing it all for God out of tremendous love for him. Let it be done unto me according to thy word. As handmaids, maidens of the Lord, maidens of the cloister of Mary's heart, my sisters, that has to be our continuous words to Christ. When something goes terribly wrong in our lives, when there is a great trial, a great sorrow, a great piercing, we need to say, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, let it be done unto me according to thy word and allow God to do unto us because we've come to believe in his goodness. And by allowing with Mary to do unto us, that becomes then in Mary the perfect yes, the perfect act of love back to God. Oh, most holy Jesus present before us. Through Mary, with Mary and in Mary, give us the grace to live this in our lives. Help us, Jesus, in our misery. Help us. Number eight. Mary's yes united her to both the intentions and actions of God. His intentions became her intentions. His actions became her actions. The father intended to redeem the world through his son. Mary intended to redeem the world through her son in accordance with the plan as it unfolded. The father let his son die for our sins. Mary let go of her son as she watched him die, even though she did not yet fully understand the plan. God was in charge and Mary united herself to whatever he did. This is a maiden. Now you can see why our blessed mother said none of us should give in this weekend our yes to be a maiden. We need to really take seriously what it means. And you will know in your hearts when you give that fiat as a mother of the cross. Number nine. A good handmaid listens closely to what the master wants. Mary had said, let it be done to me according to your word. She was a good listener. And number 10. Since a handmaid of the Lord is a disciple of Christ, a handmaid is also a true follower. It's not hard to figure out what God wants of us because Jesus is leading us to do the same things he did. Why is it so hard for people to understand how God has called everyone to be a victim soul? That's the gospel I began this with. Everyone, because Jesus is a victim soul. Mary is the victim following the victim. We are all, and yet, all are invited to enter the banquet. And few respond. That's why he's chosen us. The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. As maidens in the cloister of Mary's heart were called to lay down our lives with her as one with Christ, as a total gift to the Father for his glory and the salvation of the world, 
and the purification of the church. I'm going to end. The Song of Solomon expresses beautifully how God's maidens love him above all else. Christ is our spouse, the beloved of our feminine hearts. And living in Mary's cloister, we choose to assist him during these decisive times according to God's perfect plan, not ours. Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. For your love is better than wine. Your anointing oils are fragrant. Your name is perfume poured out. Therefore, the maidens love you. Draw me after you. Let us make haste. The king has brought me into his chambers. We will exalt and rejoice in you. We will extol your love more than wine. Rightly do they love you. My sisters, Mary is inviting us, chosen by the Father, to love our Lord as one with her, the perfect spouse. On top of the icon of our Blessed Mother, you see a green beret. This belonged to Jose, Maku's husband. In our webpage, you see a photo of him before the Blessed Sacrament wearing the green beret. Jose was a missionary of the cross. And he passed away of cancer. That Green Beret bonnet was given to him by Chato. And Maku brought it to the retreat. And she said, Lourdes, what do you think God wants with it? So I said, let's pray. This is while we were driving, the four of us here. And then it just came to me. And I thought, it's called to be here. And I, I put him on top of Our Lady <laughs> because it's as if Jose is united now in heaven to our Blessed Mother. And he is that brother in heaven with Mary helping us, that missionary of the cross, helping to protect us and strengthen each of us. So Maku wanted us to have it as a, like a relic of Jose. <laughs> so it's going to remain here with us, with the whole community as a gift for all of us. And through Our Lady with thinking of Jose, the message that I just chose quickly after Mass today. You have it. It's it's on page three of the Messages of the Maidens. It really touched me. And I'd like for you to go to sleep tonight reading it again. February 26, 2023. Inviting us, our Lord, to mourn with Mary to lament with her. My sisters were being called to raise up a holy manhood, to raise up holy and transformed missionaries of the cross, priests of the church, bishops, cardinals, the Pope. Mary's life was most fecund after Jesus' ascension, when she entered the cloister of her solitude in her heart. The ways of God are not the ways of the world. God is telling us 
that through the silence of suffering with and in Mary, in the sorrows of God, we are going to provide the grace through God's power for the transformation and salvation of countless souls. Mary believed this. Mary lived the interior martyrdom as one with Christ. She is the first to continue this interior work of the heart. What is so amazing to me, as Father said in Mass, that from the beginning of the foundation of love crucified, our Lord said, I am doing something new. Never could I have imagined that I as a married woman and many of you would actually become lay cloistered women. (laughs) The Lord in one message said to me, the majority of my cloistered religious have not yet entered the cloister of Mary's heart. And here we are, lay women, being chosen by the Father to enter into the cloister of Mary's heart, to live as contemplatives with her in the duties of our vocation. Believing as one heart with her, her faith and her hope that this is going to bring forth the new dawn for the world and the church. The ways of God are not the ways of the world. Help us, our Blessed Mother, to believe as you believe. Help us to grow in greater faith, in greater hope, and greater love. Amen.